Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 23rd of March. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. Appreciate you listening to us, however you're listening to us. If you could like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. It's great for the algorithm. I don't know how the algorithm works. If you're going to ask me, I'm going to give you a blank stare like I'm dull, all right? 
I don't know how it works, but I know that it helps me. It helps me get the monies. So make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. And of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is always brought to us by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys. If you're involved in an accident, if you're dealing with an injury, it could be a motorcycle, boat, car, slip and fall. It doesn't matter. Anna Jar and Levine is who you call. After you call 911, then you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anna Jar and Levine. 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. I don't trust anyone else to help you. I trust Anna Jar and Levine. You call them accident attorneys, the best around. Okay, I apologize to everybody for two things. Number one, I apologize for no show yesterday, and I apologize for today's show dropping a little bit later. Normally, the show drops by noon, and today you're getting it sometime here in the early afternoon. So I apologize on both counts. Just got back from Orlando, and I get right in front of my my setup here. I got my mixed tiles right behind Got my Alonzo Morning jersey right there. I got Billy Lindsay scoring the greatest goal in the history of Florida Panther hockey in 1996. First round game five. He schooled the Hall of Famer Ray Bork. I got that right there as well. I got right to work when I got home because I I got things to say. So I was in Orlando for the last couple days. It's spring break right now. Everybody knows that. Except for the private schools. Like my older son and my wife, they're still in school right now. My wife's principal. And my older son, they're still in school right now. They go to private school. But the public schools, they're on break right now. So my younger son wants to do something for break. So what do we do? Let's go to Orlando. He's never been to Universal Studios before. So, all right. I haven't been there in a while. It's probably been about eight or nine years since I've been there. I was there actually for work. Did Zaslow enjoy there? From the studios they have at Universal Studios. Did that a couple times. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Excuse me. So, probably like eight or nine years ago last time I was there. And my my younger son, though, has never been. So, alright, we'll go to Universal Studios. But, But we start out first the night before. So, we go on Tuesday. And I got us tickets to go. He wanted to go to an NBA game as well. He wanted to see an NBA game in a different arena. Wanted to go to a different arena, experience that. We had a great time at the Magic game. The Magic beat the Wizards. Really nice arena. Really, really, really enjoyed the arena. Had great seats. We were in the second row behind the basket. So we had great seats. Really enjoyed the game. The the Magic are a fun team to watch. The Magic are going to be a competitive team for years to come. Boncaro... Cole Anthony, the Wagner brothers. That that's a nice Markel Fultz, by the way. Markel Fultz, another decent player. I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers, they're awful at drafting. All the tanking. They had all those top draft picks. The only guy they got out of it was Joel Embiid. But you also got to acknowledge they did a terrible job with Markel Fultz because he's a player. Now, Is he an all-star player? I don't know. He's still super young. He's pretty good. And they did a terrible job with him. The Sixers stink at drafting. But the Magic, they they have a nice... They got a fun little team. I was also very surprised by the crowd there. Excellent crowd for a loser team who plays competitive basketball. That's a playoff team next year. It could be. They're going to get another lottery pick. Boncaro's really good. 
And like I said, the Wagner brothers, Cole Anthony's a fun player. And a nice team. The Wizards stink. Oh my God. They're terrible. Everybody played, because you never know when you go to games. Every NBA games. Everybody played except for Kyle Kuzma. I'm not sure what's going on with him. But otherwise, everybody else played. Beal played. Porzingis played. Everybody for the Magic played. So, there you have it. We had a great time at the Magic game. I really enjoyed that arena. I think it's a fun little arena. So anyway, we, we stay a couple nights at the Universal Studios Resort. The next day, yesterday, Wednesday, we're going to go to Universal Studios. Now, we're not going to wake up first thing in the morning. We don't need to get there right away. Because I'm going to buy the Express Pass. The Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. The Unlimited Express Pass. That's what I'm going to get. So we don't have to go at the crack of dawn to make sure we get all the rides in. And we're not going, by the way, to Islands of Adventure. We're not doing the two-for-one. Because that's super easy to access because they're right there next to each other at CityWalk. I can't do Islands of Adventure. So, man, I mean... A bunch of you have to have the same experience as me, right? Where when I was young and really up until, I don't know, really up until like the last maybe 10 years ago, I love roller coasters. Not afraid. Never been afraid. I'm still not afraid of roller coasters. But I can't do them. Number one, I suffer from vertigo. Now, I haven't had a vertigo incident in a while. I had a very serious vertigo incident. What are we talking now? Little more than three years ago. Yeah, and that's actually when I found out. I mean, it's either here nor there, but I found out I have a heart condition as well, which is totally under control. So, something I was born with. But that was a coincidence that came from having vertigo. I had to go to the hospitals, the whole thing. Vertigo if you've never had it before, is... I mean, it, it's the worst thing I've ever experienced. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Well, well, you know, I take that back. There are people I definitely really dislike, and I probably would wish it on them. Like, I don't understand. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Well, no, if person's my, wor- my worst enemy, I definitely wish bad things on them. So, I take that back. I, I, I don't mean that when I say I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I, I don't mean that. I, I, I would wish it. But Vertigo's really terrible. So... It's not just that the roller coasters will trigger my vertigo, and then I'm screwed. But I get really nauseous now. I can't handle the motion. So I can't do Islands of Adventure, because Islands of Adventure is all roller coasters. So we're going to go to Universal. But here's the thing. Every ride, you know, I use air quotes for ride. Every ride at Universal... Are those 3D simulators, you know? And all of them say people are susceptible to dizziness, motion sickness. This ride's not for you. It's every ride. And what happened, which was not a good way to go about it. There is one roller coaster at Universal Studios. like called like Rip It Rocket. It's right near the front, right next to the Minions in the front. We go on at second. And we got the unlimited express passes, and <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. So we're getting on the rides rather quick. Like this Rip It Rocket, which is the roller coaster, it's normally a 30-minute wait. We waited 10 minutes. Awesome. I mean, unlimited express pass, that's the, it's the only way to go. It really is. So you, you got to beat the lines. <clears throat> so anyway, 
I'm really nervous about getting on this roller coaster. I'm only doing it for my son. He's 11. He loves this shit. I'm only doing it for him. And I'm nervous for this. Now this roller coaster, upside down, corkscrew, all the bullshit. This is a heavy-duty, intense roller coaster that I'm about to get on. And I'm not scared of the roller coaster. I'm not scared of roller coasters. I'm scared of how it's going to make me feel. And if I can tell you, I, I was completely fucked five seconds into this roller coaster. I had to close my eye. The whole roller coaster, probably 90 seconds. I didn't see any of it. Didn't see a single thing in the roller coaster. Had to close my eyes the whole time. Not because I'm scared, but because I, I have to somehow... I have to try and prevent the motion sickness as much as I can. It didn't help. I was like, I'm sweating bullets by the time. I'm probably pale as hell. I'm sweating bullets by the time we get off this ride. I was in bad shape. Now, I didn't puke or anything, but that set the tone now. You know, my son is like, are you okay? I go, no. You know, but and, and so he feels bad. I'm like, it's, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll just, we'll go on the rides and then you'll have some water and we could sit down for a minute and we'll keep going. I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah, well. I'm in it. What can I do? You know, I'm doing it for him. But I was screwed now the rest of the day. And so every ride from there on out, it's the 3D simulators, which aren't going to be great for me. But I set it all up by going on this roller coaster first. And so now I'm completely screwed the rest. So the entire day there, I'm battling nausea. Now, it didn't trigger my vertigo, but I'm battling nausea the whole time. So, I was, I was a little bit miserable. But, y- y- you do this kind of shit for your kids. This this shit you do for your kids, right? This is the stuff you do for your kids. So, and it's, it's, I feel, like it's pathetic, right? Because I love roller coasters. And I'm in a place in my life now where I'm never going to be able to enjoy them ever again. And that sucks. And it's not that I, I'm never able to enjoy them. And if I were to go on it, I'm going to do barf. Sucks. So, now we got to get to the next part of this trip. Which, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Going to these theme parks are very expensive. I'm not going to tell you exactly what I paid. Because if I did tell you, you would fall over. And I don't want you to fall over. If you're driving right now listening, you would get into a car accident. And I don't want you to get into a car accident. If you were walking, maybe you're exercising right now, you're on the treadmill, and you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0. If I tell you how much I paid for the tickets to Universal Studios, you would fall off the treadmill and get hurt. And I don't want you to get hurt. It really is, here's... Here's my debit card. You let me keep how much money you think I deserve to keep. It's, I'm telling, so when I'm saying how much I paid for the tickets, I'm talking about my universal pass, my son, one day, one day, one park, my universal pass, my son's universal pass. Then we got to buy the express passes. So unlimited express pass for me, unlimited express pass for him. Now, you may be saying, why'd you get the unlimited express pass? You just get the regular express pass. Well, the regular one, you go on one, you go on the ride one time. The unlimited, you do as many times as you want. 
And the, and the price difference is only $30 per ticket. So we'll get the unlimited. As it turns out, we didn't need the unlimited. We only went on one on each ride one time. So I, I was out 60 bucks if you want to if you want me to be completely honest. But it doesn't matter. It was still worth it. Although But like I said, I'm not going to tell you exactly how much I paid because I don't want you to fall over. My universal ticket, my son's universal ticket. One day, one park. My unlimited express pass, his unlimited express pass. I'm not going to tell you exactly how much I paid because you'll fall over and you'll hurt yourself. But I will tell you, if you guessed... $749, you're under. If you guessed $749 for my universal ticket, his universal ticket, express pass me, express pass him, if you guessed $749, you're under. Unbelievable. And how can I, like, my son, he wants the express pass. We're spring break. We're here. I'm in. What am I going to do? Unbelievable. A family of four. Do the math. I don't need to do it for you. You have an abacus. Do the math. A family of four. It's just me and my son. It's just two of us. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, and, and the lines weren't that long. I mean, it was spring break, but it was a Wednesday. Maybe that plays a part. Like, with what I paid, again, if you get $749, you're under. With what we paid, and I walk in there with the unlimited expresses, I wanted to see some... That Harry Potter ride, I wanted to say 300 minutes. I wanted to be a 300-minute wait. And then I'm walking my ass through that express lane. I didn't see any 300-minute waits. I didn't see any 200-minute waits. I want several hundred-minute waits for what I paid for this express pass to then walk by them. I didn't see any that long. Now, I'm not saying the express pass is not worth it. And I don't want to give you exactly how much I paid because, like I said, I don't want anybody passing out from, from, from the shock. I don't want you getting hurt. But if you get $749, you're under. Crazy, right? Crazy. So, before I get to the important stuff, all right? That's obviously the Heat taking that ass last night against the Knicks. I got to tell you, like, we had a great time at Universal. Had a fun time at the Magic game. Hotel was awesome. We stayed at the Universal Resort. But there is nothing like getting back home onto my bed, and onto my sheets and giggles, eucalyptus sheets. That, I miss that the most. I get, I, I, I want to lie down in the bed right now and just go to sleep, all right? Because I didn't sleep well in the hotel. I never sleep well in the hotel. The sheets, they kind of suck. They're kind of rough. Like I, Now, I can't do that right now because I came in right away, got in front of the, the microphone, hit the record button. I got to get to the podcast. I got things to say. But I missed my sheets and giggles, eucalyptus sheets. I'm now one of 100,000 Americans, over 100,000 Americans, who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. And not just the sustainable eucalyptus sheets. 
I got a eucalyptus pillow, which I love. It's perfect for the way that I like to lay down and watch TV in bed. I don't need any other pillows to prop me up. Just the one does the trick. You got eucalyptus mattresses as well. Sheets and Giggles, one of the newest sponsors on Zaslow Show 2.0. My man Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. So thrilled to have them here with us. This is week number two for them. You go to sheetsgiggles.com slash Zaslow. Use promo code Zaslow, and you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's a, a great discount. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Zaslow. Sustainably made sheets from the wood of eucalyptus trees grown on sustainably managed biodiverse farms. It's environmentally friendly. We're talking up to 96% less water used, up to 30% less energy used than cotton sheets. It, they're so soft. Oh, my God. 400 thread counts, and they're so easy to put on the mattress. They help you. It's got the little tag on the corner. It says lower left or upper right, so I don't have to fiddle around with it. I get the sheets on the bed. I lie down. I love it so much. Sheets and Giggles. Love having them aboard the show. Sheetsgiggles.com. All right, so I know Colin's happy about that Heat game last night. The Heat took that ass against the Knicks. Miami-Dade Arena, the Heat now, they got an opportunity before we talk about the actual game, they got an opportunity now. I, I thought they were going to be settled into number seven. But here's the scenario. That's not necessarily the case. The Heat did a terrible job. Think about if they would have won that game in Chicago. If they would have won that game in Chicago, they'd be sitting right now tied for number six with Brooklyn. Now, you have to remember, the Heat's next game is against Brooklyn. No matter what happens against Brooklyn, the Heat do not own the tiebreak. Brooklyn's already won the first two. This is the final game coming up this weekend. But the Heat are one game back in the loss column of the Nets. The Nets, before this Saturday at Miami-Dade Arena, they're in. Uh, they're hosting, I believe, Cleveland tomorrow night. Now, they lost to Cleveland two nights ago. They're hosting Cleveland. No, actually, it's not tomorrow night. It's tonight. They're hosting Cleveland tonight. So, if the Cavaliers win tonight, the Nets and Heat or even in the loss column, the Heat will actually be percentage points ahead of them because all more wins, but that's all going to even out in the end. That's why, that's why you just got to pay attention to the loss column. Like, the Heat will be percentage points ahead of them if the Nets lose tonight, but it, it's meaningless. They'll both have 34 losses. So then, if the Heat take care of that business this weekend, then they would move ahead of them. And again, it doesn't matter that the Heat are going to win their division and that the Knicks, uh, the Knicks, and that the Nets are going to finish. What are we talking? Like third or fourth in their division. The Nets own the tiebreak no matter what happens this weekend. But if the Nets lose tonight to Cleveland, like they did a couple nights ago, Saturday night could be for sixth place. Now, it's not like six and seven are a huge thing in regards to who you're going to play in the first round, because we're not going to know until the last day. Six and seven are going to face Boston and Philadelphia. We don't know which. We're not going to know which. And for me, it's kind of the same thing. I, I, I think the Heat would have a better chance of beating Philly, but Boston has not been good for the last few weeks. So whatever. What it's about is avoiding that play-in, which I don't think is a big deal, being number seven in the play-in. I mean, look, Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't beat anybody. And the Heat defend Trey Young as well as anybody. 
You tell me the Heat wouldn't beat the Hawks in a home game, and you get two chances to win one at home if you're number seven. So then if the Heat were to lose that game somehow to the Hawks, you'd face Toronto or Chicago. Ah, Toronto and Chicago play us tough, so maybe you don't want that scenario. But I'd feel really good about the Heat being able to beat Atlanta. I know there's a lot of people out there that want the Heat to get out of the plane altogether. For me, it's not that big of a deal. You're going to wind up facing Boston or Philadelphia in the first round either way. So, But anyway, that's what's potentially on the line with tonight's game. Oh, a lot happening. So we got the tournament back. We got the Panthers. We'll get to that coming up. We got to keep an eye on the Nets and Cavaliers. This is setting up to be a huge weekend. But let's talk about last night's. Let's talk about the Heat taking that ass. Now, look, if you haven't checked it out, I sent out a couple tweets. I, I retweeted it. Appreciate the guys at, at, at Nick's Film School who had me on the show this week. That was a lot of fun. I think the Knicks are a good team. You know, that's why the Knicks won the first two games of this series against the of this season series against the. I think the Knicks are good. So you can go check that out. I retweeted it. It was I was on their pregame show. They're a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, just like Zaslow Show 2.0. I had a lot of fun on the show. So Knicks Film School, you can go check that out. And I I didn't go on there, you know, mother effing the Knicks and the Heat are the best because that's stupid. I just I sound like a bumbling idiot if I do that. I'm not going to do that. I think the Knicks are good. I hate the Knicks. It's always at the Knicks and the Zaslow Mansion. But, uh, see, I felt last night's game was more important for the Knicks than it was the Heat. The Heat, for all the reasons I just gave you. Sixth, seventh place, you're going to face Philadelphia and Boston. For the Knicks, though, that game was huge for the Knicks, and it was a big loss for the Knicks because now they're just one game ahead of Brooklyn. Two games ahead of Miami, if you want to do it like that. And the Heat play them again next week. Like, potentially the Heat could climb up to five. Now, that's huge. But the Knicks want to stay at five as opposed to drop to six because it's a difference between playing Philadelphia or Boston or Cleveland in the first round. And that's a huge difference. Now, I may, I may wind up, you know, being hypocritical here with what I'm saying because the Heat are in a similar spot. You would rather face Cleveland in the first round than Boston or Philadelphia. By this time tomorrow, the Heat could be sitting sixth with a chance to gain even more ground, or separation, I should say, because they play the Nets on Saturday. Well, they play the Knicks again next week. And you could pick up a game like that, and then you would be even in the season series 2-2 with the Knicks. So if you were to finish with the same record as the Knicks, the Heat would own the tiebreak. Because the Heat are going to be Southeast Division champions, while the Knicks are going to finish, I think, third in the division. So, maybe I'm wrong about not caring so much about getting out of number seven. Maybe the Heat actually have a shot at jumping up to number five. So, I I may have to check myself in that regard. But last night, and we've been saying this for a few weeks now. Playoff Jimmy's here, yo. And I love watching Jimmy Butler play. Playoff Jimmy arrived a few weeks ago. Go look at his numbers for the month of March. They're out of this world. And the Heat, I I told you this when the Heat were struggling, when it looked like the Heat were a loss or two away from dropping to 10th, Playoff Jimmy needed to show up now for the final month and a half of the season. Playoff Jimmy's here, and we're getting it every night. You haven't seen that kind of energy that you saw from Jimmy really the entire game last night. You haven't seen until this month of March. Playoff Jimmy's here. And I love watching this guy play. It is so 
my style of play. You guys know that. The grinded out type of games, that old school basketball. I know he's been shooting the three a little bit more lately, but he just wants to pound you. He wants, let me bang, bro, let me bang. He wants to pound you. I love watching him play. It's so my style. Yo, Jimmy's my dog. There's no other way to put it. So, playoff Jimmy is here. The Heat win last night. They pull away late. Jimmy's trash-talking Wade all night. I, I've never loved someone talking trash to Dwayne Wade the way that I love Jimmy Butler. Trash-talking Dwayne Wade after hitting threes. He's eyeing him down. I'm that guy. Oh, I love... Can Wade be here? Can, can Wade be at the game Saturday, too? I guess Wade was at the World Baseball Classic the night before in the Heat Suite. Then he went to the game. Ay, come on. He's a secret agent, right? He's trying to he's, he's trying to uh, do bad things with Jazz. He's a secret agent. He's a double agent, right? Anyway, so I've never loved anyone trash-talking Dwayne Wade the way that I loved Jimmy Butler all day. He is so, that is my guy. He is so my... That is so my style of play. I love watching him. And here's the thing. So I, I was on that Knicks fi- film school pregame show last night. And, <coughs> excuse me. And I told them, I love when the Knicks are good. I want the Knicks to be good. Now, I don't care how good the Knicks are right now. I want all that smoke. Like if the Heat were to face the Knicks in a series, <laughs> give me a break. I want all that smoke from the Knicks. But I want the Knicks to be good. We're never going to get to what it was 1997 through 2000. It's never going to happen. But it can be better than it's been over the last 20 years. The Heat are always good. And the Knicks suck. Like, I think, I think this is the first time the Knicks have won 42 games in like 10 years. Something like that. Maybe since that playoff match was in 2013, that'd be 10 years, right? The last time the Heat and Knicks played in the playoffs. You're, I love when the Knicks are good. Like, you're telling me. You watched that game last night, and even the game before it, where, where Julius Randle hit the crazy shot. You're telling me it's not fun when the Knicks are good? It's so... They're no threat to the Heat. If the Knicks are good, the rivalry is so on. That game was fun as hell last night. They would smoke them in a series. They're no threat. But the Nick fan would go into the game, puffing their chest out. They'd think that they're going to do something, and he could do nothing. Because when it comes to when the games matter, like last night, and if we were to face them in the playoffs, which we're not going to this year, but if we were, want all that smoke. Knicks don't want this smoke. We want all that smoke. You can't tell me, oh, no, I want the Knicks to lose every game. No, I want the Knicks to be good. Yeah, I want the Knicks to be good so we could play in games like last night and take that ass. Yeah, it's so much better when the Knicks are good. I love it. I love when they're good. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue sports. That's indeed.com slash blue sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. So Really good win for the Heat last night. Playoff Jimmy is here. Tyler Hero, huge fourth quarter, like always. And that's the scenario. That's the scenario right now. Winning that game last night. Brooklyn tonight. The Heat put themselves in a spot this weekend where they have a real chance to get number six. And maybe, just maybe, a chance at number five, depending on what happens with the Knicks leading up to the game next week. So you have a much better chance to win the tiebreak over the Knicks than the Nets. The Nets have won the tiebreak. With the Knicks, you got a chance to pick up a game on them with another win next week, and you would win the tiebreak because you're 2-2 season series, and you're going to win the division, and they're not. So that'd be a hell, you know, for people who are upset with the Heat this year, that'd be a hell of a finish if they can get to number five. Hell of a finish. And then you'd have a real, real shot at getting to the second round. You would face Milwaukee in a second round. I don't know that anyone defends, defends Giannis better than the Heat. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm trying to get, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. Hey, we're going to talk to the voice of FAU men's basketball, Ken Lavica. He's going to join us coming up. FAU tonight in the tournament. He was on the show last week. We had a lot of fun with him. You got the Canes tomorrow in the tournament, but the tournament resumes tonight. And you got FAU, Tennessee. So obviously, we're going to get into a little bit of that with Ken. He had the awesome call last week when they beat Memphis at the very end. Then they beat Fairleigh Dickinson as well. First, though, before we get to anything, I got some MB- There was some controversy in the NBA I got to get to here. Look, you have a water leak? You have a water leak in your home? You can't find where it's coming from? Well, then you got to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. You need immediate assistance because that can get out of hand. That could be bad, all right? Well, with over 60 years of combined experience, the team at Water Cleanup of Florida, come on, the Greensteins, you know what I'm talking about. They're going to handle any type of leak. They'll detect where the issue's coming from 24 hours a day, 365. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida then they're going to clean, dry, and fully restore all the damaged areas. They're not just going to leave you. Yeah, Water Cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and busy owners require. You don't need to bring in other contractors. They're going to handle the entire project from start to finish, servicing Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida immediately when you see what could be a leak. 24-7-365-954-900-8635 or go to WCUFL.com. 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. All right. That's a good tagline. I dig it. So the NBA last night. Some stuff that went down in the NBA last night we need to get to here right quick. By the way, I'm going to be on NBA Radio tonight. Uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can also watch on the NBA app. There's video. I'm going to be on with Justin Termini and Sam Mitchell. That'll be uh, 6.20-ish, 6.20 p.m. 
So you want to check that out. Uh, Termini's a pal, so I love going on with him. Love have him on, ha- love having him on Zaslow Show 2.0. So we're going to talk some NBA. Probably going to talk a little Heat Knicks from last night. 6.20 p.m., Sirius XM NBA Radio, or you could watch video on the NBA app. I'll be on with Termini at about 6.20, so I hope you tune into that. That'll be good. So the big story in the NBA last night, the Mavericks are protesting their loss to the Golden State Warriors. Now, they lost by two points. Okay, so it's a close game. The Warriors won on the road, which very rarely happens. And the Mavericks lost, which always happens now since acquiring Kyrie Irving. He's poison. Now, he didn't play last night because you can't expect him to play three games in a row. That's dehumanizing him. It's inhumane. So he did not play last night. Luka Doncic did return, though, last night. Since acquiring Kyrie Irving, the Nets are now 7-11. and 11. I believe 5-6 and six with him in the lineup. 7-11 and 11 overall. It's a disaster. Everyone saw it coming. But the Mavericks. Anyway. The Mavs last night lose to the Warriors. They're protesting the game. Now, they're not going to win this protest. A, because they, just, they don't have the grounds to win it. But also... Games never, you, you never wind up having a game replayed over protest. The last time it happened, one of the only times, 2007, Miami Heat. Heat at Hawks. The Heat, with about 50 seconds left in overtime, Shaquille O'Neal fouled out of the game. He only had five fouls. One of the fouls earlier in the game was wrong. The Heat protested. The Heat lost the game. I don't remember by how much. But the Heat protested, and they won the protest. Because Shaq only had five fouls, and they, they, he was disqualified from the game. So the Heat won that protest. So the next time the Heat were at the Hawks, and it was in March. Game was in December originally. Next game was in March. Before the game, they replayed the final 51 seconds of the game. And then they started the next game. Here's the thing that made it so stupid. Shaq was traded by then. He was traded to Phoenix. So the Heat protested the game because Shaq was disqualified when he shouldn't have been. And then when they replayed the final 51 seconds of the game, Shaq wasn't on the team anymore. So it ended up making no difference. The Heat got to replay those final 51 seconds still without Shaq. And they still lost the game. And then they played the next game. I don't know if you guys remember that. So, that's the last time a game was played again because of a protest. Now, the Mavericks game last night. They're in the third quarter. There's a couple minutes left in the third quarter. They come out of a timeout. Now, here's what happened. So, there was an out-of-bounds play. Uh, ball went out of bounds underneath the ba- on the baseline, underneath the basket of the Warriors' basket. Gets knocked out of bounds. I think it was knocked out of Kayvon Looney's hand. Warriors' ball. The referee signals. Then immediately after that, the referee points the other way. Did he change his call? No. He was pointing at the Mavericks' bench on the other side of the court because it's an automatic timeout. TV timeout. So, Warriors' ball this way. Mavericks timeout, pointing at their bench. Well, there was some confusion there for a couple reasons. Number one, Kayvon Looney was confused. He said, I thought you said it was our ball. You could see this. 
He questions the referee. I thought it was our ball. And then the referee points again, Warriors ball. Because like, yes, it's your ball. I was calling timeout for the Mavericks. The PA announcer in Dallas says Mavericks ball. Well, that's a blunder. Not on the referees, but that's a blunder by the PA. So we go to the timeout. The Mavericks think it's their basketball. The Warriors think it's their basketball. Well, it's the Warriors' ball. And the Warriors are about to run a play at their basket with no one defending them because the Mavericks think it's their ball and they're on the other side of the floor. (coughs) Excuse me. So what happens next? Chaos. The referee under the basket hands the ball to Jordan Poole, who's begging for the ball because the Mavericks are not there. They give it to him. He hands it off to one of his guys. Dunk. And now the Mavericks are super pissed. You've never seen anything like it. And the Mavericks are like, what the hell? What the hell? Jason Kidd, coach of the Mavericks, is questioning the referee on the other end of the floor because he is seemingly out of position. He is in a position. You have the referee handing the ball under the baseline to Jordan Poole. Then you have the referee who's on the other side of the floor. If you understand referee mechanics at all, you have the referee on the other side of the floor who's also in the front court. And then the trail referee is supposed to be on the opposite side, but around half court. Instead, he's all the way full court, which leads you to believe he's certainly out of position. He, that referee, looks like he may be confused as well, thinking it's Mavericks ball, because he's in a position where the Mavericks are going to inbound the ball full court. Jason Kidd's question, why are you over there then? So Jason Kidd is upset, thinking it's supposed to be his ball because the PA announced it, and because the referee is out of position. But here's the thing. Your players cannot be setting up a specific way on the floor based on where the referees are. That doesn't happen. That's not a good enough excuse that... We got screwed up because the referee was standing in the wrong spot. There is no reason that a player should care where any referee is standing except for the referee who has the basketball and is handing that ball to Jordan Poole on the other side of the floor. The Mavericks are all on the other side. So if the Mavericks, there's two things going on here. Either A, the Mavericks don't know what basket is theirs, And that's why all five of them are in their front court when the ball is on the other side. Or, they're just not paying any attention. They think it's their ball. If they think it's their ball, then they don't know what basket they're shooting on. Because all of their guys were on the other side. And if they thought it was their ball, why isn't anyone going to inbound the basketball on the other side? Jason Kidd drew up a play, full court, okay. What? Why isn't a Maverick player going to inbound the ball? Why isn't another Maverick player going with him to receive the inbounds pass and then bring the ball up? Instead, they're all just chilling there. So either they don't know what basket is theirs and they think they're on defense because it is Warriors ball or they're just not dialed in because it's their ball and no one's going to inbound it or receive the inbound. Either way, it's a really, really bad look for the Mavericks. Here's Jason Kidd after the game. Jason, you can get any kind of suitable explanation on the, the two points that somehow happened there in the uh, 
the second half? Um, it wasn't really explained. I think there's a lot of confusion. Um, a lot of people were out of position. Um, so, it, you know, when you look at the court was split, we're on one side and the Warriors on another, and you have uh, a referee on the baseline. Mike was on the baseline, so I would assume Mike thought it was our ball too. Um, so, you know, to explain to Mike or ask Mike, like, if there's confusion, it's easy to just come in and blow the whistle and, and get us restarted because it was confusion. Um, understanding that we thought it was our ball, um, the referee pointed uh, towards our bench, but that was the signal of the timeout. And so, um, but there was confusion on the plate before it even started with whose ball it was because he pointed, I thought, to us first and then he changed it and then went to a timeout and pointed to us. So. Um, as I asked Mike, I said, Mike, why are you down the floor if you don't think if it's not our ball? And so um, there was quite a few people out of position on that play. It's, it's easy, it's correctable, um, but you first have to admit there was a mistake. Um, but there wasn't, and so we, we have to continue to keep playing. Now look, you, you can't blame Kyrie. He didn't play. Jason Kidd can talk about confusion all he wants, and he's right. The one referee was clearly confused. He was set up on the wrong side of the floor. But it's not the referee's job to make sure your team is not confused. The PA announcer for the Mavericks, not the Warriors. If the game was in in San Francisco and the PA announced the wrong possession, maybe you got a case. That's your PA announcer. He was confused as well. The Warriors weren't confused. The Warriors knew whose ball it was. It is not the referee's job to go ask every player, hey, are you confused? 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 Not his job. The referee signaled Warriors' ball. The Warriors knew whose ball it was. They blew the whistle. The Mavericks were just chilling on the other side of the floor, either not knowing which one's their basket or... No one knows to come inbound the ball because they, they apparently think it's theirs and they're wrong. The Warriors weren't confused. Your team was, Jason. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Mavericks. I think there's a lot of pressure on Jason Kidd. I think the Kyrie Irving trade's been a disaster and they missed the play in entirely. So they're going to they're, they're take anyone else that they could blame and now they're going to protest. Yes, the referee is out of position there, but that has nothing to do with your players. Players are not running specific plays based on where the referee is standing. Especially the referee who doesn't have the basketball and is giving it to a guy on the other team. Now, would I have preferred the referee who is inbound the ball to Jordan Poole, would I have preferred him to blow the whistle and kind of signal the match saying, hey, we're starting the play? Would I have preferred that? Yes. Yes, I would. I, I, I would like the referee. It's not his job. It's the NBA. It's professional basketball. Not his job. But I feel like a good referee is going to try and make sure, even if it's not his job, we'll go out of his way. We'll go above and beyond to make sure that the game is all on the up and up. Not his job in this spot. But I would have preferred the referee to say, hey, guys, 
we're starting the play. Why are you all over there? That's what I would want out of my referee. But NBA referees are terrible. And NBA referees have been terrible all year. And can I also tell you something that I think plays a factor? Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic bitches and moans all game long. Do I think that a referee is going to go out of his way to help the Mavericks? To inform them, hey, you're on the wrong side of the floor. We're inbound the ball over here and it's not your job. When you have the Mavericks and specifically Duncic bitching and moaning all game long? No, I don't think they will. How about when Luka Duncic puts his fingers together like this after a bad call where he's insinuating that the referees are on the take? You think the referees are going to go out of their way to make sure that the Mavericks know everything that's going on? No, I don't think so. And I think the referee in that spot decided, yeah, you know what? Screw them. I signaled Warriors ball. Here it is. That's what I think happens. So this game is being played under protest now. And here was Mark Cuban. All right. So here's Mark Cuban after the game, who, I mean, will will never pass up an opportunity to get on the officiating. Here's Cuban. For those wondering about the play with 154 to go on the third, let me explain what happened. The ref called Mavericks ball. No, he didn't. There's video evidence. You can actually, it's, it's not subjective here. There is video. He did not signal Mavericks ball. So Cuban's wrong right there. Like the protest, at this point, the protest probably shouldn't even be, shouldn't even be heard. Cuban, Cuban is wrong. That is factually incorrect. The ref never called Mavericks ball. All right, Cuban goes on. The announcer announced it. Okay, well, that's true. It's your building. You employ that guy. Referees don't employ that guy. Referees have nothing to do with that guy. He's there to inform the crowd, the public. He's a public address announcer. He's not a player announcer. He's not a team announcer. He's not a referee announcer. He's a public address announcer. Okay. Then there was a timeout. During the timeout, the official changed the call and never told us. Not true. See, Cuban thinks that because he thinks that they called Mavericks ball, and if they gave it to the Warriors, they must have changed the call during the timeout. Both are factually incorrect. Then when they saw us line up as if it were our ball, he just gave the ball to the Warriors. I'm going to stop for a second there too. If you think it's your ball... Why is no one going to inbound the ball? Why is no one going to receive the inbounds pass? All five guys were on the other side of the floor. Okay. Never said a word to us. They got an easy basketball. Now, that part, like I said, not the referee's job to make sure nobody's confused. But if there was confusion, which you can clearly see there has to be, I would have liked the referee to say something. But again, not his job. Not his job. Crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. That part's true. All they had to do was tell them, and they didn't. But that's not their job. They do not have to do that. And they didn't. And that's why this is a ridiculous protest. And also, you got to look at the source. you got to look who it comes from. 
Cuban's always complaining. Always complaining. That team sucks. And they made a terrible trade. And now everyone's feeling the heat. And, you know, no pun intended. And that, that's really what it boils down to. One other thing from the NBA last night I want to mention, and we've talked about this earlier in the season when the Suns played here at the Heat. So after the game last night, Suns lost last night to the Lakers, right? Suns lost to the Lakers. Let me check for the sake of accuracy. So the Suns lost last night at the Lakers, 122-111. Monty Williams has been on the officiating and the foul discrepancies all year long. Here's the Suns head coach post game. I spoke <coughs> with Joe last week. I can sit here and rant and rave about what I feel like is not a fair whistle. It's just not. With the 46 free throws, we're doing the same. We're attacking the rim. I'm getting explanations about um, we're taking too many jump shots, mid range jump shots. Like it, we're playing a physical game. They had 27 free throws in the first half. They end up with 46. When do you see a game with 46 free throws for one team? Like, that's that's just not that's not right. I don't care how you slice it. It's happening to us too much. Other teams are reaching. Other teams are hitting. And we're not getting the same call. And I'm tired of it. It's just, it's old. 46 to 20, 20 free throws. Right. With Devin Booker on our team. He gets 12. Josh gets, I mean, that our bench had no free throws. That's just, I'm over it. Been talking about the same thing for a while. Doesn't matter what team it is. Last game, Shea gets, I think he had 19 free throws. 19, man. And it's old. And so I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job. We, we understand that. But that, that's a huge disparity, 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20. That's it. That's all I got to say. All right, so Monty Williams is over it. He's tired. I'm over here in this complaint. Monty Williams has been doing this all year long. He did it after the Heat game. After the Heat beat them, he complained and cried about the foul disparity. Can someone show me the memo? Can someone show me where in the rule book it says that each team has to have the same amount of free throws? Can somebody show me where each team has to be called for the same amount of fouls? Can somebody show me where every game, one team is super aggressive, and obviously the other team is also super aggressive? Because it's not possible that one team shoots 31 three-pointers and the other team shoots 17, meaning one team is being a lot more reliant on the jump shot and the other team is getting at the basket more. That's not possible, right? I mean, Devin Booker, he mentions there, Devin Booker shot 12 free throws. Yeah, I mean, that's a ton of free throws. No one else on your team was driving enough. The Suns shot 31 threes. The Lakers only shot 17. The Lakers were clear. Like, where are the rest of their shots going? They're clearly driving to the basket. They're going to get more calls. 46 free throw attempts to 20 free throw attempts. It's not possible that one team is more aggressive than the other. It's not possible that one team fouls more than the other because the, the Suns are fourth in the league in fouls per game. They play super aggressive defensively. They foul a lot. It was the same thing with the game here against the Heat, and Monty Williams cries afterward. One team is fouling more than the other. One team is more aggressive than the other. One team is shooting more three-pointers than the other. Yeah, like, Monty's tired. Monty, 
You're complaining about this is tired. It's such it's such a stupid argument. Where in the rule book does it say one team has to shoot the same amount of free throws as the other team or it's not fair? Where does it say one team has to be called for the same amount of fouls as the other team or it's not fair? Let me know. Show me. I'll wait forever. I'll wait forever. Okay, the tournament is back, so life is good again. It's always so weird that, you know, you got the first and second round, and, and you go through, like, withdrawal. Like, I got the shakes by the time the games get going today. Of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our beer of choice, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba, European roots with the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager and a can. I mean, Look, that's how we're going to enjoy the games this evening. If you don't have or if you're out of your six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas, always drink responsibly and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. I can tell you someone who's probably not very tranquilo, he's probably very uh, wired, very nervous right now, is a friend of the program now, the voice of FAU basketball, Ken Levicka, of course, ESPN 106.3 in West Palm. Ken, uh, you, you must be, uh, I mean, cl- we'll, we'll get to last week's action in a moment here, but you're, you're calling a, a Sweet 16 game at the Garden tonight, Ken. Come on now. Yeah, this is wild. And just to add to it, I mean, it was already, and it's already been a thrill being in New York City to watch the the Knicks lose in overtime to the Minnesota Timberwolves and then take that L to the Heat last night and be be in this place to see that and now calling a game at MSG tonight, Sweet 16. It is, it's awesome. It, it truly is, is big time and try not to take it for granted at all. You'll have to excuse my ignorance. Have you ever called a game at the Garden? I have not. I've never been to the the garden previous. So this uh, yesterday was my first time walking into the place. It's awesome. So it uh, it's it's really cool to finally say you've been there. And for FAU to take the floor tonight, it really hit when you've got the uh, the FAU logo on the scoreboard as they're going through their open practice yesterday. It's it's really, really cool and a huge, huge leap and and profile builder for this program. Dude, your first time ever in the garden. I mean, like you said, it was a couple days ago the wolves but your first visit overall to the garden you're calling sweet 16 tonight man so uh that's that's probably overwhelming i'm sure you'll be fine though once the game gets going but how about the kids on the team will it be overwhelming for them the first few minutes perhaps but you get it out of your system a lot when you walk in and you're able to go through the practice like they did yesterday they have their shoot around before tip off and so I would say for a typical group, yes, but this is also a team that has won 33 games. They've not been overwhelmed by anything this season. Their conference tournament is played at the Dallas Cowboys cavernous practice facility. That thing is a palace, and unlike anything that a lot of people have ever seen. And keep in mind, Zaz, this is an FAU team that suddenly turned villain in the round of 32 because they played fairly Dickinson and in a 20,000 seat jam packed arena in Columbus Sunday night, they had 19,000 of those people standing for defensive stance for fairly Dickinson, totally turning against them. And they weathered that storm. So if they can get through that, I think they're going to be okay at the garden, but everyone's going to be, I mean, not necessarily at the garden tonight, but like nationally, everyone's rooting for them tonight, right? 
For sure. And and Dusty May has told the guys that like all the stuff about the Elijah Martin dunk at the end of the Fairleigh Dickinson game and spare me the the pearl clutching about that. Um, but and all the fans that uh, obviously wanted the 16 seed to knock them off. FAU is whether they are a Cinderella or not, uh, they're going to be the Cinderella here at MSG and they're going to have a majority of the crowd behind them. How do you prevent yourself let's talk about you because you can't put yourself in the players heads how do you prevent yourself from getting ahead and thinking if we win tonight we're one game we're playing to get to the final four yeah it's definitely crossed my mind but I what's what's good with my role and just the way that FAU travels is that I I am around them constantly. I'm very insulated within the team and in film study and anything that they do. So I very much too am brainwashed by the Dusty May pay attention to what's immediately ahead of you and not look ahead too much. Have I thought about who the better matchup for FAU would be Michigan state or Kansas state? Yeah, I definitely have, but it's been full fledged Tennessee. They're physical. They were handing out concussions to Duke right from tip and set the tone with that game. So uh, these players, especially, but even me, it seeps into to me is hey Tennessee first and foremost. And then you appreciate the fact you're 40 minutes from the final four, if you can get to Saturday. So we saw what happened with the Fairleigh Dickinson coach. He up and dipped like five minutes after they, they, they were eliminated and he is now the head coach at Iona. So do we worry about Dusty May? I mean, I think obviously you do. And uh, Tobin Anderson, I'll give him credit. He he took those four days that people knew who he was and he made it the Tobin Anderson reality show and good for him. And he was able to parlay it into the Iona job. Uh, for, for Dusty May, if he does take another job and you look, it looks like Providence is filled up. That could have potentially been a, a Dusty May landing spot. Uh, you have uh, uh, Ole Miss that got filled up. That was a potential Dusty May landing spot. Notre Dame filled up. That could have been potentially Dusty May. There's still Penn State lingering out there. But Dusty, if he does leave FAU and and you you can't blame him. He's done an unbelievable job, has earned any opportunity that he gets past Florida Atlantic. It will be because he built something from literal nothing, from its base, from scratch. And so there's that concern. But man, a guy who's been at FAU, Florida Atlantic of all places for five seasons, finish above 500 every single year, one conference USA, won 33 games in a season and has this team in the Sweet 16. Common sense would dictate, yeah, Dusty's going to have his pick of jobs. Obviously, we hope he sticks around. Um, I, I'm not so much concerned, though, and I, I'm more proud of him if he does end up going somewhere else because, good Lord, more than anybody, this dude has earned it. So let's talk about last week, all right? We had you on the show last Friday ahead of the first game, all right? So now yeah. you're, you're going into, the, into the, like I said, you're, you're a game away from playing for the Final Four now. Um, so the first time, I, I've done a handful of games in the NBA for the Heat. And the very first game that I did was actually a Heat Knicks game a few years ago, and I was it was it was the final possession of the game it was a one point game. So coming out of that timeout, I said to myself, "Wow, first game you're ever doing, you're gonna call a game winning either shot or stop. You better not f it up because this <laughs> is gonna be played in a bunch of different places. The final play, like 
So let's make it good, you know? And I think it worked out fine. Bam yeah. actually made the stop. He got the rebound. He won. But I, I, think it, I think it went fine. So when you were getting ready for the final call, which ended up being a final two possessions, but you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, what was going through your mind? So I, I definitely, and, and the sequence that led up to the game-winning layup with two and a half seconds left for Nick Boyd of FAU, it was a, a tie-up held ball, possession arrow to FAU. And so at that time, I did say to myself, well, here we go. Final possession. This is big time. Just be on. But I never, I'm telling you, Saz, I never pre-script anything. I just, I, I don't do it. I've been doing play-by-play for 17 years. Before that, minor league baseball. Before that, college-level stuff. I just, I don't feel comfortable doing that because I think if you have something written out and you're going to try and either recite something off the top of your head you thought about or try to read something you've jotted down, you have a better chance of effing that thing up by doing that. Um, So for me, it happened. I'm confident in myself going off of how my mind works, how I can find the right words. I always know, and I, I promise you, I'm not trying to be a braggart about this. I don't, but you heard the call. I'm always confident that my energy level is going to properly convey what has just happened in a game, good or bad. That's not the issue. It's just the matter of making sure that the people listening while I'm excited also understand what just happened. So it was sort of a blackout moment. It all happened. The inbound Nick Boyd scores. And I'm literally just trying to, with excitement, explain what's happening. And then you're able to sort of, once the game ends and you're finishing up the final call, your mind decompresses. Things become a little more clear and you're able to finish the final call and convey the importance of the moment. So, so I knew obviously I had a great opportunity and I'm glad you're always glad after the fact, when you hear it back, because I'm my own worst critic with that stuff. You feel good when you, you like the final product that you put out there. You nailed it. I mean, like you did, you nailed it. It got attention all over Twitter. Like I, I guess it went viral, you know, and like you nailed it. It was, I I mean, I don't know if I heard a better, you know, call from, you know, a school play-by-play guy over the weekend. It was like, you totally nailed it, man. I appreciate that, Zaz. Thank you. And that means a lot. I do appreciate it. And so I'm glad it did, though, because I also not 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 selfishly for me, but FAU. And and if you look at some of the previews for Florida Atlantic of the Sweet 16, it's just bare bones, lazy dreck talking about this team and giving this team any sort of attention. So if that can be the thing that goes viral, that moment where the program is put on a pedestal and it shows that there are a lot of people excited about this program even though it's small people haven't heard about it previously then I'll take it because it's a good thing for those guys the end of that game too like maybe you could tell me something that the cameras didn't pick up but man I mean uh, it was amateur hour from Memphis you know like right when the game ended Penny chucks his water bottle like across the court you had the players were fighting with each they were fighting with each other uh, a timeout a couple minutes prior and then we're fighting with each other again when the final, you know, horn sounded. It was amateur hour from Memphis. Zaz, I and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Penny Hardaway, but boy, that team has taken on his 
personality. He is surly. He is temperamental. He's got constant 100% chip on shoulder. And I suppose if you're an all-time great, a lot of those guys are able to generate their their own uh, disrespectful narrative to drive them. He's carried that, though, into his coaching, and that is not a cohesive unit. And when things got tight late, the cohesive team, the team won the game against Memphis. That, that altercation in the huddle so their their big time guard Kendrick Davis, who is awesome. I mean, that dude is nice. He comes down on Nick Boyd's foot, taking a bad contested three, sprains his ankle. He hobbles to the baseline. Their trainers didn't even come over to check on him for the first 20, 30 seconds he was over there. Next thing I know, next stoppage in play, he is suddenly healed. He's been touched by the hand of basketball god. He races out to midcourt, and he's confronting one of his teammates, full-fledged shove at him. Penny Hardaway has to get involved. That was really bizarre. I've never seen anything like that, but there was a lot of bickering by those guys for about the final three, three and a half minutes. And so by the end of the game, I wasn't surprised by the water bottle chuck. I wasn't surprised by the continued altercations. It's very clear, and Dusty Mays talked about it a lot. FAU has won so many games and won the tight games because they're extremely cohesive. There's a belief, as cliche as it sounds, that, hey, someone's going to get the job done, and it is clear that that was not an identifying factor for Memphis this year. Have you uh, have you been able to take in much of the rest of the tournament uh, otherwise when, when you know, days FAU hasn't been playing? Have you, have you been watching the Canes? Yeah, have been watching the Canes, and that was an unbelievably impressive performance against Indiana. And is as sort of unfulfilled as you felt after Drake, where you're like, boy, that was ugly. That was yeah. just a grind. I mean, to put it away in the second half after giving up a 10-point lead and just soaring past the Hoosiers, they look good. And I, I know that there's injuries and there's a little concern there, but other than the I, – I don't – if I'm a Canes fan – I'm not overly concerned about the injuries because those guys like FAU can win any style. They can put up 75, 80 points. They can get the guard play rolling, but they also can grind it out. And if they have to grind it out in their sweet 16 matchup, if they have to grind it out with a top team, then so be it. I think they are perfectly capable of advancing to the final four. I tr They have all the weapons. There's not one team in my mind that's, that's uh, better equipped than Miami to go to Houston. And so tonight, FAU, what time are we talking? What time's the game tonight? Nine o'clock Eastern oh, time. But East it'll Coast. Probably be Nine o'clock East Coast. I know. What is Nine o'clock. I know. It's really frustrating. And you know it's going to start later because Michigan State and Kansas State play beforehand. And I don't see any way that that doesn't come down to the final possession. Um, but these guys are ready. They're rested. And we've been in New York since Monday. So, uh, so uh, FAU won Sunday night in Columbus. Uh, most of these teams, all of these teams went back to their campus, but FAU didn't want to go back on Monday and then leave again Tuesday. It's just, it's really tough travel. So they said, NCAA, thanks for offering the charter Tuesday. We're going to fly commercial to LaGuardia. So FAU flew Monday morning on a, on a Delta flight to LaGuardia. And uh, we've been here ever since staying right off of Times Square. So these guys were able to experience that. So you packed for, you guys had to pack for two weeks. Well, we, we, we didn't because nobody knew what the actual plan was going to be. So laundry oh. was done at Madison Square Garden. So uh, took advantage of their facilities. And so luckily, uh, FAU's in Adidas school. Adidas has sent boxes and boxes and boxes of gear over the last couple of days. So that sort of offset the laundry problem as well. That's awesome. What a, what a cool experience 
That's yeah. good stuff, man. Uh, all right. Tell again, everyone, uh, tell again how everyone can can hear your call tonight if they don't want to watch or maybe they, maybe they want to mute the TV and listen right. to your broadcast. Right. That That's how you do it. Tell everyone. I love it. It's the FAU Basketball Radio Network from Learfield all throughout uh, South Florida, but also uh, use the Varsity Network app. It is free. Just download it on your phone. You can sync it up with your television. It's by Learfield. You don't have to pay a cent. Crystal clear. It's perfect. Every team in the NCAA tournament has their own channel. Just search FAU Basketball. It's there on the Varsity Network app, and that's how you hear me tonight for FAU in Tennessee. Great job, Ken. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I'm, I got the Panthers game at 7, and then right when the Panther game is ending, you guys will probably be a few minutes in. This is a very big sports night in the Zaslow Mansion. I, I love it. And and you you have put together a perfect outline. I love the plan. I think you're on the right track. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, we're potentially talking next week uh, with FAU preparing to go to Houston. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, great job, Ken. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thanks again to Ken Levicka for joining us. Of course, every guest on Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by Johnny Cuba. And where can you pick up that new Johnny Cuba picante sauce made with the finest Jamaican peppers? You know I'm going to tell you about Broward Meat and Fish, one of our newest sponsors. Broward Meat and Fish. I'm so thrilled to have them aboard. Let me tell you a little bit more about Broward Meat and Fish. I mean, we're not just talking picking up that Johnny Cuba Picante hot sauce there. Although, oh my God, I love it so much. I got, I got a case in my closet right now. I'm never going to run out. At Broward Meat and Fish, and you can find the location nearest you, BrowardMeatAndFish.com. If you love good food, stop what you're doing right now. You might fall over. If everything I'm about to tell you, you're going to be super excited. We all want the best quality when we're prepping for our next meal. And that's why I'm telling you about Broward Meat and Fish. It's your one-stop shop for all the fresh, not just meat and seafood, produce, frozen foods, freshly prepared hot food, deli meats and cheeses, wine. You're doing a full selection shop. All your groceries you're getting at Broward Meat and Fish. That's right. I was at Broward Meat and Fish. First time I went, it was a few weeks ago. I was there with my man Juan. We were repping Johnny Cuba. That's right. I couldn't believe the selection, the greatest selection of meat and fish in one place I have ever seen. It it was it was almost outrageous. And here's the best part. Whatever cut you select, the butchers and the fishmongers at their full-service meat and seafood counter, they're going to prepare your selection exactly the way that you want it. You're going to get that perfect cut, the freshest flavor and quality. You know what I'm talking about. And here's also the thing. At Broward Meat and Fish, they specialize in serving the Caribbean and Latin community. Here in South Florida for almost 30 years, they have all the products that remind everyone where they came from. The shelves at Broward Meat and Fish are stocked with all kinds of international brands, including Jamaica, Haiti, Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Peru. We got one right here by me in Pembroke Pines. The newest one just opened a few weeks ago. Grand opening in Margate. BrowardMeatAndFish.com. You'll thank me later. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Yes, you know it. All the big stories that we haven't been able to get to throughout the main portion of the show, we make sure we fit them all in now. Now look, if you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business, is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Look, I don't know, but I'll tell you who does. Water Cleanup of Florida. That's right. My guys, the Greensteins, Water Cleanup of Florida, 24 hours a day. They're waiting to tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. With over 60 years of combined experience, their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. 
That's why I'm sending you to water cleanup of Florida. They know the impact and the stress that this will cause. Their entire object- objective is to make the cleanup and the insurance claim as painless and hassle-free as possible. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida anytime. 954-900-8635. Call or text 954-900-8635 or visit WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida, they'll tell you if it's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. All right, first up here. So, the World Baseball Classic is over. I I was, it wasn't for me. It's not my thing. But it seems like a lot of people, it seems like I know a lot of people really enjoyed it. One of the people who did not enjoy it was my guy and also Wednesday guest on ESPN's first take, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Dog, how special was that final? Can I throw cold water on this, please? Stevie, can I throw what? a cold water on this? May oh, I? Lord. I mean, I don't really want can to, I? but you can. Go ahead. Right, listen. Go ahead. I'll follow Otani, Go ahead. Otani's great. Did a great job. Phenomenal. Hits. Phenomenal. Comes on. Uh, so let's leave him. Can I leave him alone and put him on the side for a second? We're going to make this out to be an epic at that. Really? What is Gibson and Eckersley then in the World Series in game one when Gibson hobbled around the bases and hit the home run against Eckersley, Dodgers A's in 88? One of the great great. home runs in the history of baseball. World Series. Absolutely. But hold it now. Did you see the headlines today? Epic at bat. Incredible moment. What? Why? Because they're teammates. I mean, and Trout does nothing but strike out. Trout struck out twice in the game. He strikes out. You know, everybody talks to me about Trout and DiMaggio. I mean, Trout strikes out 175 times a year. Plus the fact. Are you looking at me? Look at me. Look at me. Don't look at the ground. Look at me. Plus the fact it was two out, nobody on. The game was awful. Mm. That game was a bad game. I was bored stiff. It was two outs, nobody on. And the game was, it wasn't like the bases were loaded. It wasn't like he was the, he was the winning one at the plate. It wasn't like he fouled any old pitches. Now look, a dog's a baseball guy. He's my guy. He's a baseball guy. He comes off as a bit of, of a curmudgeon here. Everyone can see that. But I will tell you, he, he does have a point. It was a dramatic finish, Otani and Trout. But it was not an epic finish for all the reasons that he listed there. No one on base. It wasn't like a long, it wasn't a 10, 11 pitch at bat. I mean, Trout looked pretty overmatched, to be honest with you. You got to consider the stakes. I mean, I know a lot of people, it was a very big deal to a lot of people, but it's not like the World Cup, you know. So, dramatic finish. But not an epic finish. So I'm going not a big deal. I'm going I'm going dog's take there. Not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So Cam Newton. Cam Newton wants back in the NFL. Cam Newton, he threw yesterday, I believe it was, at Auburn's Pro Day. But here's why this is not a big deal. Cam Newton's done with the, First of all, he's not an NFL starting quarterback anymore. And he says, there aren't 32 mother effers better than me. The real statement should have been there aren't 64 mother efforts better than me because he's not a starter. But here's the thing, and here's why he will not get a job in the NFL. He starts out by saying there aren't 32 guys better than me. So whatever team brings him in knows that there's going to be drama when he's the backup quarterback because he's already gone on record saying... 
the guy who's in front of him is not better than him. And nobody's interested in that kind of drama from their backup quarterback. So this is not a big deal. Cam Newton has no chance of getting back into the NFL. And the way he's going about it makes it so. There aren't 32 guys better than me. Well, that's that's why we can't sign you. Because that's not what we need out of our backup quarterback. Big deal or not a big deal. Tonight. So the Panthers, we know, play a huge game. We've talked about this. The Penguins, they're back ahead of the Panthers after they won last night in Colorado. Well, they're playing the second night of a back-to-back, the Penguins. 9 p.m. TNT, if you want to keep an eye on that. Penguins at Stars. The Stars are really good. It's the second night of a back-to-back for Pittsburgh. That's a big deal. I'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. Finally here, big deal or not a big deal? Scott Van Pelt last night. You know he hosts SportsCenter after whatever game is on in the evening. Comes on usually around 11 o'clock. He's going over his highlights and live on air. He's going over Connor McDavid scoring his 60th goal for the Oilers. Loses his voice. You're wondering, can he make it? Will he be able to make it to the end? Can he do it? I don't know. Connor McDavid. Leading the NHL in goals. This is terrible. I'm trying. (laughs) This is what a disaster. He's got 58 on the year. Thank you, Steve. He's about to be 59. It's off the man's head. It is. Another view, you see it right off the goalie's back of his head. There you go. McDavid. Ridiculous goal number 59. This is a catastrophe. I never thought this would happen. Oh, that's rough. I'll tell you, that's a big deal. Scott Van Pelt, he's powering through. I got to give him a lot of credit right there. I'll go big deal right there, Scott Van Pelt. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida anytime, 954-900-8635. That's 954-900-8635. If you find water mold or fire damage in your home or business, hey, that could be a big deal. All right. Great job by everybody involved in the show today. We got the tournament is back. Thanks to Ken Levicka. We got FAU tonight. Tomorrow. Can we wake up tomorrow with the Panthers back in the wildcard spot with an FAU win and with the Lady Canes and men's basketball team getting ready for Sweet 16 action? Oh, this could be a very big weekend. I'm not going to spoil if that's in big game or not a big game. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. I love you long time. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.
You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.